Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I think the game plan with us for a while was double 14 and make everybody else beat you. And I think consistently guys have now shown that they can step up and make those plays. You talk about, you know, Gabe in this last game, Dalton and Dawson. You talk about Khalil Shakur, you know, James Cook coming out of the backfield too. So I think it's, it's to a point now where it's, I don't know how beneficial it is to double 14 because some of the other guys are making plays. So, you know, when we have our opportunities, we just we got to execute them. And I think it comes down to whoever plays best on Sunday and we got to put our best foot forward. Josh Allen, of course, hmm, I, I, I think maybe Allen is hoping to uh, speak that into existence there. How good do you feel about the Bills' weapons, right? That kind of needs to be the word. After Diggs, going into this super important stretch where anything from missing the playoffs to winning a Super Bowl is in the range of outcomes over the next whatever it is, eight weeks, six weeks. Like, Diggs is, there's no doubt. I mean, it's, it's on the tape. You, you, are, you are seeing teams try to take him away. New England will be interesting because that's kind of what, simply put, that's what they're known for, taking away your best guy. But Diggs has had very good games against the Patriots. He just hasn't had a very good game since, like, mid-October. So it's nice for Allen to tell reporters, oh, well, it makes sense. Maybe you don't want to double him anymore because we have Dawson Knox and other other people. <laughs> I would not expect, well, I don't know about New England because they're shot, but I would not expect Miami or Kansas City, if you see them again, or Baltimore, to treat Stephon Diggs lightly. And we can't let... Dalton Kincaid beat us. He has one catch in two games. Davis has three out of the last five games without a single reception, some without targets. James Cook didn't catch a pass in L.A., and they were down a lot. I mean, the Bills are just not, in my opinion, they're just not a team that is so flush with weapons that, like, Diggs is just going to get there now because teams are going to forget about him, which is not exactly, it's not exactly how Allen worded it. 
But, yeah, you know, maybe teams aren't going to double him so much because we have these other guys. And I'll tell you what I would do. I mean, again, it's just a generalization, but I'm letting the other guys beat me. Because even with, like, Diggs is not producing. Say what you want about that. You know, it's not like the Bills' offense is, is exploding here. 24 in L.A., the Dallas game was kind of easy, and they got to 31. Was it 20 in Kansas City? Like, we're not seeing a team that's just – it's not it's not vintage Josh Allen Bills offense where, yeah, well, you're going to – just like a team with other great players on it, you're going to take him away, we're going to do that. I mean, is that where you are on Gabe Davis? Is that where you are on Dalton Kincaid? The rookie wall? I don't know. He's hurt too. Like, I like Kincaid, but I think it – can be pointed out. I think it's fair to wonder just what the Bills are. We've been wondering all year, I think, what they are after Diggs. And the way this year has gone, Diggs, for the second year in a row, not for nothing, has gone quiet, for him anyway, uh, late in the year. I do like that even with the challenges the Bills are having in getting him the ball, that they're still trying. Like, you know, you've had... Was it the maybe the playoff game last year against the Bengals? You had a couple games in there last year where the targets dried up. The targets went away. I'm thinking of playing the Browns in Detroit, where you have Diggs and Sean McDermott on the sideline, where Diggs is probably saying, like, what about me? And then eventually he got the ball in that game, but he hadn't gotten the ball at all at that point. It might have been late in the first half, you'll remember. So this year, like, that has not happened. I'm not sure this would line up exactly with last year, but this year I know he's still getting – targets even if he's not catching a lot downfield big plays big yards so um what do you think 803-0550 the bills offense at this point the uh, playoff picture is so much fun to look at and talk about and i was thinking just mentioned it with sal a few minutes ago how big the miami baltimore game is for the bills If you weren't with me yesterday or you haven't really sort of processed this yet, think about it. If the Ravens win at home against Miami, Miami has big injuries too. Like the line is four. I'm not assuming the Ravens win, but they are the favorite for a reason. Let's say if Baltimore wins the game and the Bills win over New England, they're going to Miami, the same injured guys, the same challenges, a team they've had a lot of good days against with a chance to win the division and be the two-seed in the AFC, face maybe Las Vegas or Pittsburgh or Indianapolis or Houston in the first round, pretty good. Then with a win, home in round two, maybe then finally the Bills get, if they win the first game, the game that fans have been waiting for for years, Mahomes and the Chiefs here, in January in round two, and you know here we're off and running. That's right there for the Bills if Baltimore wins. If Baltimore loses to the Dolphins, the division race is over. You're probably the six if you get your win here. We'll see what Miami... Miami would still have the one seed at stake the following week. They would probably push the next week. You're not getting resting Tyreek and Tua... If in that scenario, because they're a game behind. So the best they can do this week is tie, and hopefully for their sake, win on a tiebreaker. If Baltimore loses, 
you are the six seed, probably at best, maybe the five, but probably the six, going to Kansas City in the first round, going to Baltimore in the second round, and going somewhere else in the third round, in the AFC Championship. Unless you get a miracle from the seven seed and then it's all scrambled. How different are those two outcomes here? That game, I, I feel like I'm selling it, I, I'm underselling it, the importance of Miami-Baltimore for this franchise. The Bills, of course, would still have to win in Miami, and they would still have to win their playoff games, right? No matter what, that's the case, no matter what. We've seen them this year, I mean, kind of, they were given up on largely because the schedule they had late in the year was more difficult, and they went to Kansas City and won. They should have won in Philly, you could say. They beat the Cowboys bad. You know, even L.A. was a tough game to get it. It's been, as we all know, it's been the lesser teams that have given them more trouble this year, just in terms of the final scores. But, man, it's so big. Miami and Baltimore, it's so big. The playoff picture, the point Allen makes about the rest of the offense – and anything else that's germane, 803-0550 is the number. I'm Mike Shope. Bulldog is off this week. Mike Giardi coming up on the Patriots in about 20 minutes. We've talked to Mike several times. Once before the season started, I think it was, I remember him coming on and forecasting that if the Patriots had a really bad year, it would be over for Belichick. And that has happened, and it kind of sounds that way. So Mike maybe called that, and not everybody would have. I mean... Not everybody would would have, many would have not assumed that Belichick would ever just be out uh, with the Patriots. So I think that I saw that if he loses this game and then next week, they have the Jets next week, that he would tie for the most losses ever, if you care about that. Zach is with us. Hi, Zach. Hey, Mike. Nice to talk to you. You too. Um, You know, I think my main concern here down the stretch and into the playoffs, I mean, firstly, I don't really care how they win. Uh, at this moment, at least, as long as they're getting it done. But beyond that, um, you know, Diggs is obviously the wide receiver one on this team, but on paper, as of late, it clearly obviously doesn't look like that. And it seems like nobody else has been – it's almost been, I don't know, for lack of a better term, wide receiver one by committee, it seems, for the last however many weeks. It doesn't seem like anybody is consistently stepping up, which maybe – I mean, maybe that's a good thing that other people are getting the ball. I mean – whether it's Shakir or, I mean, Davis, his, you know, his big game has become an exception to the rule, it seems, unfortunately, at least for this season. Um, you know, Kincaid was starting to get off a little bit uh, towards the middle of the season, but it just doesn't seem like, it seems like at some point you have, somebody has to step up a little bit, um, you know, whether that's on Allen or the receivers, I don't, you know, I don't know, but um, that is a bit of a concern for me. You know, you look at these other teams that have these, magnificent wide receiver one and wide receiver two duos. And I remember maybe it was last season or the year prior, you had a good piece or you talked about a good piece about the importance of a wide receiver two uh, when you're in the playoffs. And it doesn't even seem like there's hardly a wide receiver one. There's not a person playing like a wide receiver one rather uh, at the moment. So I think, yeah, that position group to me is a a significant concern here going down the stretch. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, this it's, it seems like maybe talking about this, conveys concern and I don't know if I want it to but I get why I'm having that thought Diggs is a, is the wide receiver one as the caller puts it well who else would be you know how are we doing this is he the most important or best receiver on the bills of course so that has to be 
uh, where you're at. If you want to, like in fantasy, we say wide receiver one, meaning top 12, and I don't think there's any point in doing it that way. So, yeah, he's their go-to. He's, he's got to be. They just don't, they're not get, he's the go-to, but the get-to is the problem so far uh, late lately. Getting the ball to him has not been easy, and, you know, it's relative, but I think it's worth talking about. And you've got Allen here, which, you know, he's just talking to the media. It doesn't have to matter. Um, talking about how the other weapons on the Bills might draw coverage away from Diggs. And I'm just telling you, if my other team's coach looks at it that way, he's fired. <laughs> it's just There's just no way I'm taking on Josh Allen and the Bills and leaving Stephon Diggs alone. Kansas City... We had this when the Bills played them, has a guy that in Legarius Sneed, who has been doing a lot of that this year, even last week. I mean, we were done with Kansas City after the Bills beat them, but he he had Devontae Adams this week. He might have had one catch. Like just he he is traveling with number one guys. And I guess this this week, if that holds for him, it'll be T. Higgins with Chase out, if Chase is still out. But I don't know. Who do you trust, guys? Who do you trust after Diggs? in the Bills' offense. I think right now the name I would get the most often would be Cook. I mean, Cook had 20 for 70 in L.A., no catches, two fumbles. Each of these guys has given you reasons to be optimistic and maybe also pessimistic that if I don't get digs off in a game, I'm going to get to one of these playoff games, Casey, Baltimore, Miami, and I'm going to really need to score – is it there? Can can I get to the Super Bowl with Josh Allen rushing for two touchdowns a week? You know? Again, I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm not feeling that way about them. But they still haven't really, all year, this, this topic of weapons has been discussed. And even when they started winning again, to what extent did it change? Only in terms of Cook did, it re- did the meter really move. Joe Brady moved toward Cook carries and just plays routes dropped a couple still that was the movement in the bills offense also Knox coming back cuts into Kincaid like it did before and that's not I don't don't think that's great they could you know not use Knox I guess if they thought it would mean more freedom for Kincaid in their offense but I don't know if they want that banged up rookie Late in the season, they might not want that. They've they've had Dox's Dox Dawson Knox Knox has been a part of this for uh, for years, and so I doubt they want to abandon him. But really interesting setup here for maybe Fournette. Fournette is probably the the easy just skeleton skeleton key answer to all of this. What do you think? Eight hundred three oh five fifty to call in Mike Giardi on the Pats in what did I say. 20 minutes now a little bit less this is mike shope on wgr this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.